What's really good? This is No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little, with my boy, Nick the Quick, as always. What's going on, baby? What's up, bro? Man, a couple things. In the dog days of summer, a couple things in Chicago is jumping off. Yep. White Sox making trades. Making deals. Cubs, Cubs and White Sox making trades. With each other. With each other. With each other. So we're going to talk about uh, the Todd Frazier deal that just went through for the White Sox. We're going to jump on the, over to the Cubs and talk yep. about them winning six straight. About time. Out of the break. Then we're going to jump over to, to National. We're going to talk Zeke Elliott. The boy's been in the news for stuff that he we don't... If you're if that's your running back, you don't want him in the news for that type of stuff. It's actually pretty simple. We're going to have a good laugh about some yeah, of the stuff that yeah. he's been up to. And then this is, one of, this is one of the most grueling, disappointing segments we'll probably ever talk about. Cornball of the day. Michael Vick. Stay tuned. Can't impeach the president of the Black Quarterback Club. Let's get it. <laughs> My boy Nick the Quick, what's really good? What's going on, man? Man, we had an eventful weekend this past weekend. Yes, sir. Shout out Charlie Zastro. The young boys getting married. Ziploc Zastro. Ziploc Zastro off Yo, the shelf. One of the toughest nicknames out yeah, right now serious. today. Is that, a, is that an editor <laughs> original? Who came up with that? I don't know who came up with that. Yeah. Shout out Ziploc that, Zastro. That is, that is super real. For uh, he's getting married, so his bachelor party this past weekend was in Milwaukee. Yep, and um, it was an eventful. I was only there for Saturday. It was right. a little weekend trip, but just for the day I was there, it was eventful. Yeah, it was a good time, man. Um, yeah, Friday night uh, we went out to that mini bowling place, which was off the chain. If anybody ever gets a chance to do that, that mini bowling, you're just out there rolling strikes. Um, so we had a good time. With I had that. never heard of that before. Bro, in my we were life. placing wagers. Like it was a real good time. It was like a straight up dive bar, like in the middle of the hood in Milwaukee. Um, but like one of those real, like all wooden places, just like real crazy. Um, awesome, man. Just a great time. So we did that. Uh, then we went to a couple other places. End of the night at the casino. We got to the casino at like two twenty. Gee, Potawatomi. Shout out Potawatomi. Yeah, and they cut off alcohol at two thirty, um, which was kind of a buzzkill. But I mean, I was hot, so it was all good. Yeah, I was, I was rolling on Friday, man. Oh, dude, so I show up Saturday morning at brunch, and everyone the night before was positive coming yeah. out of the casino. Yeah, which is OD. That's wild. I never even heard of that before. It, it was, was like crazy. fifteen people. Yeah, everybody had money in their pocket. Yep. So I show up Saturday. We get straight to business. We go to brunch. We're eating. Yo. So we went to this spot in Milwaukee. <laughs> I don't even remember what it's called. But, I have no idea. Real nice place. It looks like a place that would be in like the West Loop, though. It was like a garage doors, area, garage door, yeah. Open air spot, right. whatever. And um, some dishes were on point, yeah. And others were horrendous. Horrendous. It was no, there was no middle. There was ground, no in between. Dude. Yeah, it was either super fire <laughs> or like the worst, the worst you've ever had. Yeah. So I remember I ordered the fried chicken. Yeah. You know me, man. I eat fried chicken. Like obviously we know about fried chicken. That doesn't what was understood doesn't have to be explained. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I asked the girl, right? And I'm like, hey, you know, is this some good fried chicken? Because like fried chicken is like I guess like an end thing now for like people to spend thirty dollars on. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, yo, is this good? She's like, oh, it's the best fried chicken I've ever had. Okay. Yeah. So the fried chicken comes out fire, right? Yeah. You have some. Uh, I think I passed some down to like Edder. He wasn't really eating, but he had some. Like it was fire, right? Yeah. And then the waiter's like, oh. We forgot your biscuit. You like, yo, but like, just to, to to put it in context, she said it like, yo, you have to have yeah, this you, biscuit. You have like, to. wait till this biscuit comes out, you're gonna be floored. Right. And obviously, I like biscuits with my chickens. I'm like, cool. I'm expecting like a fire biscuit because again, the fried chicken was fire. Like, I mean, it was moist, like the skin, everything. It was fire. Um, bro, the biscuit, <laughs> yo. the biscuit comes out right, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, all right, it's a biscuit. It can't. What can go wrong, right? I take a bite into it and chalk. 
Yo. Like, the biscuit tasted. You couldn't even taste the chives. You couldn't taste the cheddar. You couldn't. T- it was chalk. We're not going to harp on this too crazy. This was the worst biscuit By I far. ever put in my mouth in my whole life. Quite possibly the worst piece of bread I've ever had in my life. And it was, chalk is the perfect explanation. Yeah. You instantly needed to take a sip of water. And if you held it too long in your hands, it would, it would crumble it would in crumble. your hands. Like disintegrate. Like terrible biscuit. The, the, you could, butter couldn't save it. There was nothing that could have saved this biscuit. So, um, yeah, we had a good laugh about that because, again, she was so confident about it. But, yeah, no, that place was cool, man. We had a good time. A few drinks over there. Took some shots. Uh, Milwaukee's a good Milwaukee's little spot. Milwaukee's a to, nice little spot, It's a man. nice little spot to have fun, kick it, kind of bar hop, hop around. We went over and drank by the lake, hung yeah. out. Oh, um, that place was real cool. The yeah, little brewery down the there, lakefront brewery, down brewery by the, the lake. cheese curds, real good. Yeah, cheese curds. We was banging cheese curds everywhere we everywhere went. Everywhere we went. I think we had cheese curds at five different places, <laughs> including the Gentleman's Club. <laughs> including so, uh, the Gentleman's Club. Including the Gentleman's Club. Shout out to the Shout cheese curds. Shout out to the, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Milwaukee's awesome, man. It was a really cool thing I liked about Milwaukee is you can get around pretty quickly. Like, we were cruising through downtown on a Saturday. You yeah. know, like in Chicago, it would probably take you 30 minutes to get three blocks. Like in Milwaukee, we were just cruising downtown, got to everywhere we wanted to, no traffic. Like, it was just love. People yeah. nice, food good, cheap. Yeah. yeah, and if so, yeah, if you're ever looking for a for a little weekend to get up there with the homies, and you're in Chicago and you want to get out of the, get out of get out of town for a little bit, hit Milwaukee and kick yeah. it, beer hop, hang out with all the boys. I actually took the Metro from Union Station up to Milwaukee. Right, smooth, decent. Ticket, ticket was twenty five bucks. Oh, that's not bad at it all. It was easy. You you you. If you, I mean, if you live downtown, I called it at Union Station. Right. It dropped me off right by the hotel that we were staying bucks, at. Twenty five. Yeah. It was cruel. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. Right. smooth sailing. So, you know, it's the dog desert summer, so we got to talk this pop culture. Oh, yeah. Now, this R. Kelly story comes out this week. <laughs> Switching over to the, to, to the, pie, yeah, to the, to the Piper. Pied Piper. Uh, Chicago legend, bro. Chef boy R. Kells. If you're from <laughs> Chicago, you've seen this cat in the street. Somewhere. He kicks it over in Viagra, uh, Viagra Triangle all the time all over the time, there by yeah. Tavern on Rush, Lux yeah. Bar, Gibson's. He's always over there smoking cigars. So, story comes out this week that. You, man, you already know Kello likes the young chicks. Yeah. You already know he beat the case. He's having sex with 14-year-old girls, allegedly. 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 Don't forget that part. Allegedly. So he beats that case. So it comes out this week that he's got a cult of chicks in the city that live all over the city. He got some in Atlanta. Yeah. That... He basically runs their life, and he, you know, tells them when they can talk, when they can do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's not a laughing matter. That's no, very alarming. Very, but yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. was the story it's, it's that disturbing, came out. Yeah. Right. So, I got a story for you, G. Quick, listen to this. <laughs> the other day, I'm walking home from the Viagra Triangle. We had went. Um, we were out in Old Town, and I walked back down. So I went down Wells. Right. Went to Division. I was like, I'm just going to cruise and walk. Right, it's a nice, a, it's, it's a nice little yeah, night absolutely. out. Whatever, right? Yeah. Long story short, I walk through the Viagra Triangle and I see Kello. Kells, R. Kelly, Robert. You He's, all, you've seen him there bro, like I've five seen, I've times, I've seen him there bro. multiple times, yeah. bro. I wonder his crib has to be right there. I thought he lived. He's got a crib. No, he's got Trump Tower. He's got Trump Tower. He's got a a mansion out in Olympia Fields. I know. Yeah. So I I just know he has a spot in Trump Tower. This is from I I learned that from reading the article. Okay. Right. So he's posted in Viagra Viagra Triangle. He's in this decked out Jeep, and I see him in the car with a chick. Obviously, it's R. Kelly. Like whatever. I don't pay no attention. I don't bother him. You see R. Kelly so much that doesn't even bother. I mean, bro. Either way, like I I just looked over. I was like, oh shit, that's R. Kelly. And kept moving. Like I don't really bother anybody. I mean, we already talked about this. Like the only people I'd probably ask for a picture is like Kanye. 
Mike. Hove. Mike. Yeah. Like the big, big dogs. Barack. Like, yeah, like <laughs> R. Kelly, whatever. Keep yeah. it moving. Let's go. Like, yeah. that's cool. R. Kells. Let's go. So. Hey, don't downplay R. Kelly's status in this game. No, nah, that's true, though. He's a legend, <laughs> he's but, like, so he's not. He's, he's yeah, not right. He's not, like, he's not, like, a, one of those figures that you'll never and, see. And you don't maybe, see him out. And maybe if Space Jam had just came out and I Believe I Could Fly had just dropped, then maybe it'd be a different story. Right. Great so song. I keep walking. I'm chilling. I'm cruising. Right. I make a left to get over to Michigan, mm-hmm. and I start walking up Michigan. I get to the water tower, bro. And I see this guy at the corner with two chicks under his arm. And as a joke, I'm like, oh, my man, he living. Like, right. man, I got two of them with two him. Like, them. I see I see you, boy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I get to the corner, bro. It's a red light. I look over. It's Kels. Kels. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got these two chicks on his arm, young chicks. They look young. I'm, yeah. I'm looking right at them. I'm right. like, whatever. That's whatever. Right. I'm, I'm minding my own fucking business. Right, period. right, right, right. So the light changes. I walk. Kells and the girls walk. So you walking side by side with Kells? I'm walking in front of him just because I'm walking faster than him because he's got two chicks under his arms. Right, right. I look to my left, bro. There's a Maybach and the same Jeep that I saw him earlier rolling down Michigan. Right. They're banging music, bro, and they're but they're I can tell that they're following him down the street. We got to the, like, we didn't get to the next corner because, like, I went past, I was on Michigan, you, you know, you go past the Ralph Lauren right. store or whatever, I'm right over there. Right. And, but I turned around and he had stopped, and when he stopped, the car stopped. And every time he moved, the, the cars, the cars would him. move with him. Right. So, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, yo, it's a famous rich guy, like, right. whatever. So, not to get too long-winded, I read the article, and they, someone in the article that was in his clan before was like, yeah. And he's always got these two, he's always got this big black dude that's with him in cars that like kind of like patrol the area every time he's around. And I'm like, damn, that sounds familiar. I just saw shit. that I just shit. saw that shit. Right, right. So that was kind of crazy, man. And the whole thing came out with So wait, what do the two cars do though? I mean, what, patrolling him from what? I mean, they're basically just, maybe when he wants to send one of the females into the car, he's like, yo, get in the car. Yeah, you like, go get in the car and send the other one out. Get in the car. You get in the tent. Get in the, get in the tent. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. So I thought that was interesting, man. That's and crazy. And then that comes out a couple days later and you're comes reading Comes out like, a couple days later. Just I'm reading. This just happened. I right. just saw this. All right. Right. So I had to share that with you. That's a crazy story. Right, so if you see a Jeep and a Maybach rolling down Michigan Avenue, you know that Kells is in the vicinity. And the flashers are on. And and the like, flashers yeah. are on, yeah. And look for Kells. He'll have a cigar in his mouth He's with like sunglasses. five feet tall, too. I saw yeah. him in concert a few years ago. I was shocked at how short he was. So hopefully what came out in that article isn't true and those right. females want to be with Kells. Well, one right. of them came out the next day and like put out a uh, video. But this is like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. yeah right. It's yeah. like, okay, that doesn't mean anything. Whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, man, that was interesting. We had a good weekend, having a good week. Looking forward to, you know, yeah. keeping it moving. Keeping you know it I mean? moving, man, yep. Let's hop over to the White Sox, man. Let's talk about Sox. that. The Chicago White Sox are in full rebuild mode. That's wow. what I love about the whole trade. Right. They're they're committed. They're going full go. A full like, rebuild. Full Un- rebuild. Unlike what we're seeing with the Bulls, unlike, yeah, a, a real actual rebuild where you are acquiring hard assets. That will make you better down the road. Absolutely. Understand that you don't have anything right now. You don't have what you need right now, right? You're not going to be good anytime soon. And baseball is one of those sports where if it's not going good, you just just, just scrap it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that. you know what's funny about that is that's what I really enjoy about baseball. Yeah. Like, 
the teams that are in contention, they go for it. Bro. They go for it. Like, let's try to win this World Series. Let's trade it's, away prospects and get a big name. The yep. Cubs just did it. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's almost like, yo, I don't. They don't. They almost understand it more than any other sport. That when that window is there, man, yeah. you got to try to capitalize and on it'll it. Shut. Anything, anything can happen. It'll shut. Anything can happen because baseball is one of those sports. I mean, yeah, you might hit three hundred one year and hit. 180 the next year, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, I'm looking at some of the Cubs hitters this year. So, yeah, when that window is open, go absolutely, for it. go for it. Yeah, break down the trade. Yeah, so yesterday, man, Cubs moved out Todd Frazier, sent him over to the Yanks to go play with the judge, um, picked up a couple prospects. We actually got the Yankees' 2016 first-round pick, Blake Rutherford. He's an outfielder. Got a pitcher, Ian Clarkin, a minor league outfielder, Tito Polo, and a right-handed reliever, Clippard, who's actually a, a big league guy, but... He's making $6 million this year, so they kind of want to offset some of the Frazier money. So, obviously, he's not going to be around after next season. Um, but, again, man, just another move coming off that Quintana deal where the Cubs really, or Sox really got a haul, um, especially with Eloy Jimenez. Um, just an awesome deal, man. I mean, really setting us up for the future. Rebuilding the farm system, which is something as a White Sox fan that we know we haven't been strong in in the past, especially in the early 2000s. Um, when we were going through our runs, we just kind of depleted our farm system. To make deals like we just talked about, you know, the window was open, so we had to kind of get rid of a lot of those prospects. But now, man, Kenny, uh, Rick Hahn, they kind of see we're not going anywhere, and they're making the deals that we need to make to kind of build us towards the future. So I'm happy with it as a White Sox fan, man. Yeah. And I don't want to watch bad baseball. I don't want to watch baseball teams that can't compete try to compete because it never ends up. You know, you go for these big names. You sign Adam Dunn. You trade for an over-the-hill Kren Griffey Jr. You know, none of those moves ever work out for you. They sound good in theory. They might sell a few tickets. But um, long-term, man, just like the Cubs did it, you got to break that thing down and rebuild it in baseball. Right. And Todd Frazier was kind of the name that came up. But the, the big pieces are Robertson and Tommy yeah. coming out of the bullpen that are going to the Yankees. Right. Now – Valuable players for the White Sox, but they're not helping you this year. This is that's exactly what yeah. that's a, that's a great point. It's one of those things where great bullpen guys, but if every time they get the ball, it's four zero. Right. Then what good are they anyway? What, yeah, exactly. So, echo what you're saying. Your your sentiment. I agree. It's like, hey, we can't get to our best players who are in the bullpen, and let's ship them out and. Fully commit to the rebuild. Fully commit to the rebuild. What man. we've been saying about the Bulls. What we've been saying. Yo, right. either be terrible. Yeah. Or be good. And you got to look at guys and say, hey, is this guy going to be around in two to three years and we're competitive? If not, or we got to pay him a ton of money to stay around when we get competitive, if that's the case, you got to move those guys out because those guys have value. In a sport like baseball where the prospect and the farms and all the systems are so deep, you just got to start getting guys. For lack of a better term, you got to swing for the fences. So, I mean, if you can get Jimenez, which is one of the top prospects in baseball, and the Cubs did not want to get rid of him. But, you know, the Cubs, they see that window, their window. They know they won it last year, but that thing can shut quickly. Guys got to get paid. They went out and got Quintana. We get Jimenez. You know, a deal for them now, a deal for us later. Win-win. Win-win. Absolutely. Both sides of town. And it's funny, man, uh, that deal wouldn't have happened before the Cubs won the World Series. I honestly believe that. I don't, I don't think Sox fans were too big on ever trading over to the Cubs. Now the Cubs won the World Series, it opens up the floodgates for those deals. So why not trade him across town, man? He doesn't have to move. You get over a couple guys who are used to Chicago already or, you know, whatever. Um, it's a win-win, man. You, that was you really probably really nice that. for Quintana. Really nice for Quintana. I didn't even think about that yeah, part of it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, this dude doesn't have to move. No wonder he threw 12Ks. He wasn't going anywhere. He, he literally didn't have to uproot anything. He literally yeah, baby, just we drove. got traded. Where? Cross town. Okay, yeah, we don't have to move. Have to drill. He, just, yeah, he just had to drive over to a different ballpark. Kids in the same school. I mean, you're playing in a different, you're playing in different cities as far as like your division and everything like that. But yeah, man, I mean, that's a great deal for him. 
It's a great deal all the way around. I never man. thought about that it's a piece great of it. Deal yeah. For them. yeah, man. Quintana does Super not have to worry about anything. He doesn't have to get uprooted and get used to a different town and all that type of stuff. Well, and, and now that they will be trading together, I mean, it makes deals like that a lot easier because the players that are involved, I mean, you know, again, it's not the organization's job to care about the players like that, but it's a lot easier to trade a guy when you just tell him you're going across the street, man. You know, you don't have to uproot your family. That's the hardest thing you hear about when players get traded is, uh, we got to find new schools or my, my wife is going to stay behind with the kids in the old city and I'm going to get a one bedroom in the new city. That didn't happen for that. But again, man, I, I can't stress enough how great it is to see the Sox fully commit to the rebuild, not go out and try to acquire every big name that they can, get these guys, go for singles and doubles, uh, another baseball term, but go for singles and doubles <laughs> and see what you can build, yeah, man. No, that's no, that's no. all the Cubs did because look at what the Cubs are now. The Cubs did so well with their farm system. They have so many prospects. Not all of them can play, and then you can trade them away for big leap help when you need it. Exactly. And that's how it works. And that's exactly how it yep. works. So, and the, the the part too is that the it's it's a win win all around. Yeah. Every all the, the last couple of deals that the White Sox have made have been win wins. Great deals. Yeah. The Yankees, Frazier, ninety one home runs from third base the last three years. That's second right. in MLB. David Robertson has one hundred thirty one saves, one point three eight ERA in his last twelve appearances. Tommy what? Canali. Canley. Canley. Fucking guy, <laughs> 15, uh, 15 I, Ks per per. He's good. Per he's nine. good. They said he should have been an all star yeah. this year. He's really, really good. But again, what good is a middle reliever if you're not good? But for the um, for the for the Yankees, that's an awesome deal. Yeah, I mean, you got you get guys that can can push can push you the distance and yep. fill out that fill out that bullpen. Like we were talking about, the Yankees bullpen is yoked. It's now. yoked, bro. So Araldis, um, and then I'll, it also lets people know the White Sox are completely open for business. So everybody's going to be calling, "Hey, Kenny, who can we? Get, how can we get this guy? How can we get that guy? We need prospects." I'm okay with them not being good. They prospects, weren't good anyways. Players. Yeah, right. They weren't good anyways. Give me some players we can get looks. Yeah, at. yeah, one hundred percent. Right. We, we've been saying that for months about all our, all the Chicago teams. And I'll watch a rebuild too. That's the thing. I won't watch a middling team. You know what I mean? I will watch the rebuild. I'll go to the park to see. You know, Mankata started today. Um, shout out Yo Mankata also. He started in second today. Uh, batted sixth, big league call up. Um, I'll go watch him play, man. I'll turn on the game to see those guys at bat. When Jimenez gets up, I'll see that guy bat. You know, if Michael Kopech makes it, I'll watch that guy. Luis Robert makes it, I'll watch that guy. We have 10 prospects in the top 100. 10% of baseball's top prospects are on the White Sox farm system. That's a good feeling. That's a great feeling. That, that felt good. I don't even like the White Sox. Sounds that good, felt, right? That was music to my you got ears. two in the top seven, including the number one overall. What more can you ask for? All day. Yep. Great, uh, Kenny Williams. Shout out, Kenny. Shout out, Ken, man. Stay out of White Sox business. Low key, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, man. That's, uh, that's my man. All right, man. Going over to the other side of town, switching to your Cubbies. Uh, winners of six straight as of as of two hours ago, man. Made the big deal for Quintana, who had 12 Ks in his Cubs debut. Yes, sir. Uh, finally, seems like they might be hitting their stride. I know we've been fooled a couple times this year where it seems like they're going to turn the corner and they don't, but uh. I think the all-star break looks like it was good for them. What do you think, man? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I mean, this is the thing. The the NL Central has been so mediocre all yeah. year that we've just been kind of hanging out. It's been a blessing that been a no, blessing. One, that no yeah. one else has been doing no their thing. No one's going to grab it, yeah. Yeah, because think about this. I mean, in the middle of, in the middle of June, the Pirates were 36-42, and 42, and they were only four games out of first place. Crazy. 36-42. and 42. Six games under 500, four games out. Four games out, right? And then at the, at, and still in mid-June, I mean, this wasn't like an April, May thing. This is, we're talking about middle of June. The Brewers are 
the first place team, they're hovering around 500. And if you would compare them to someone like the NL West, the Dodgers, the they're, they're uh, not even yeah. yeah, the NL East, they're like they're, 11 games cooked, back. Yeah. yeah, they're just like we're <clears throat> in dire straits, yeah. right? So we come into the the All Star break, and we were I was talking about that. Like, let's just get to the break, get to the break, get to the break, and let's see what we can do. We get to the break, and we come out. We've won six in a row. So, and and today was just one of it started like when I was watching the game today, I was I was kind of sneaking the game at work today. First off, how do you watch stuff at work? What's your what's your, like your go to? Like how do you play it off? Oh man. See the great thing about I don't <laughs> there's I don't have a boss. Like, my boss listens to the podcast every week. That's all right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey we're gonna give you shout, we gonna, out, we shout get, out Dan Williams. <laughs> um, I don't have a boss, man. So if I want to watch something, um, I mean, the way that we are, we're kind of just moving around all day. So there's no one to really tell me not to watch something. But at the same time, nothing, nothing really, uh, nothing's really coming on during the day that I'm trying to watch like that. But I could sneak a game, and I'll do like a, I'll, I'll do like my Comcast streaming. Yeah, throw it on the phone. Exactly. Put the phone up against the computer, pretend like I'm doing something, but my eyes are that way. We used to have a TV on the floor, uh, but they axed that. Oh, so that's too easy. Yeah, it's during the playoffs. <laughs> So what I do, I rock the two screens at work, right? right? So I'll throw like the stream and the left screen in the corner, right? So we're like I'm in the middle of it, so like I can still do my shit on yeah. both screens, but I got the stream running in the middle. Right? Is anybody walking in? Like, no, they're walking. They're walking by my desk, like they can see. But it's it. sports job, it's right? Sports job. I got yeah. a sports gig, so it's not too too crazy. And it's one of those things where if you're getting your stuff done, no one's gonna really no one's mess gonna with say you nothing. Anyway, yeah, right? that is true, man. So. I was watching the game today, and as of yesterday, to talk about how the Central is heating up, four there was four teams within five games of first. Mm-hmm. So everyone in the NL Central outside of the Reds, so Cards, uh, Pirates, Brewers, and the Cubs are all five games within first place. So we get out, we come out of the break steaming hot. We win six straight. Cubs won eight to two today. Mike Montgomery was dealing. He um. Two, he gave up two hits, one run in six innings, and he hit a home run. Yeah, he did hit a home run. Yeah. Like, it was like, and, it was like and a no-doubter, right? Yeah. yeah, Mike Montgomery hit a no-doubter. No-doubter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that that was always fun. Yeah. Javi hit a three-run homer. That's my boy. You know Hoppy. he you know he stroked it. Javi, young papi. And uh, so the only scare of the day was Chris Bryant did a head-first slide and immediately jumped up and, like, looked at his hand yeah, like on, like, the classic, I broke my hand, yeah. like, look. You know yeah. what I mean? And he hopped up, looked at his hand. He ends up getting pulled out of the game. And then LaStella comes in, yeah. replaces Bryant, and then he homers. Addison Russell hits two two uh, two doubles, brings in two two runs. And it was one of those things, one of those games where, like, everything was going everything right. Everything was like, going oh, right. Bryant gets hurt, no problem. It's LaStella okay. will come it's in. Come in digger, like, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. So Bryant went out. That was the only little scare of the day. It ends up being like a like a it's a, it's a pinky injury. It's or a something, pinky. Right? It's like a yeah tweaked pinky. Yeah, X rays negative. He's day to day. So right. like no big deal, whatever. But man, the boys are looking like they're starting to 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 kind of come around. Right. And of course, Joe Madden quote. This is after the game. Is this how we're starting to feel about ourselves? Yeah, the momentum is part of it, but we've had this energy since the beginning of the second half in Baltimore. Now that's of, a classic. Of, of course, Joe Madden said that's that. a classic Madden. That's a line, Madden, right? Madden quote for sure. How much are you a believer in? I mean, I'm obvi- I'm a, obviously a believer in confidence. Yeah, and that's that just radi- just just runs through the locker room. Sure, just absolutely co- bounces off people, and people start to feel as, that. As does doubt. As does doubt. Yeah, one hundred. Maybe even harder. 
Great point. Yeah. But how much are how much of uh, the Madden like everything is a feeling or everything is like a mojo thing, or is it just that the boys got a little rest over the break and the bats are starting to pick up and they're starting to roll a little bit? So yeah, I mean uh, yeah, and I think it's almost like a two part. Like how much of how much do I believe in Joe Madden's mojo? Thing? Right. I think it's cool. I think it's 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 inspirational. The guy doesn't get down and everything like that. I think there's times where probably the players don't want to hear that shit. You know what I mean? Not everybody wants all that zen and the pajama. We talked about this before, the pajama party. Like, not everybody always wants to do it. Sometimes you're just going to struggle and you don't. You want to put your head down and just kind of go about your business, right? Um, but I do think that he has shown the ability to kind of keep these young guys together, keep everybody loose. And when you're struggling, yeah, I mean, that, that it's not always the worst thing. Um, so, again, there's, it's a good and the bad. As far, what was the second question you said? Um, yeah, it was just like, the mo- is, it, is it mojo or is, or is it, it just like, finally- or, or are the bats just waking Look, up after coming out of the break? Part of it might be the mojo, but you can't hide the fact that this is the most talented team in baseball, right? So at the end of the day, this is the most talented team in baseball. Up there with the Dodgers. Up there with the Dodgers. Um, People talking crazy about talk, the Dodgers. Talking real crazy, calling, <laughs> them, calling them Los Angeles Warriors. Um, but, you know, that has something to do with it, too. Eventually, that talent's going to come through. Those guys weren't going to stay cold forever. And the thing is, if they get hot, they're so much better than most of the teams that they're playing that you're going to have games like that yesterday. Oh, if they're going to wake up. If they wake up like right. they they can they can right yeah man but they have to stay woke right now um that's the issue they can't afford a second half an after uh, all star break swoon because like you said this division is very tight it is a and Milwaukee's starting to play well and now starting too. to play well and and and, and I was going to ask you does it concern you long term though because like, we we both agree that they're going to win the division right. Does it concern you long term that they were never able this season to grab this mediocre division? No, nah, because so because I think coming out of the World Series win is something that we've that's one of the like that's the biggest championship win in maybe you could say it in history of sure. sports. Sure. So I think their their World Series championship hangover was always going to be a little heavier than than a, just a standard Patriots. So they kind of had this 80, 80 game hangover or whatever ninety game hangover. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You First know what half I'm hangover, pretty much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, I've been saying that all year, and people are like, no, no. Compounded, like that compounded on mediocre pitching and Lester, right. you know what I mean? So compounded on that type of stuff with the, with the hangover, I think that has something to do with you being 500 at the break. Okay. For sure. So you're optimistic. It doesn't. It doesn't concern you that uh, that they were just never able to get out. Because even 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 having that hangover, they still have not grabbed a crappy division. I mean, I'm a little concerned because. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to limp into the playoffs either. Right. I don't want, I don't want right. them to win the division by a game and then be like, all right, you know We're going mean? to get in, so let's just, yeah, you know. Right, exactly. And think so we can turn it, in, turn it on come, uh, let's come September. Let's this second half put it together and, and go into the playoffs looking strong. Right. Um, the Cubs right now 49-45, and 45, a mm-hmm. game and a half out of first. Milwaukee's first in the division. Yep. Um, they have the day off tomorrow. And uh, Friday, Jake Arrieta is going 9-7, and 7, 4.17. He's been – Wishy washy. So um Very. we'll see. Yeah, they got the they got the Cardinals. So hopefully he can hopefully him coming out of the break, he can keep it rolling too. Yeah, he's, so he's the only he can, he's only goes one of two ways. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Cubs, let's get it. Jumping over to the NFL, Roger Goodell's NFL. Yo, fuck Roger Goodell, Loki. I, I man, I don't say that enough. <laughs> we, need to, <laughs> we need to start saying that more, G. Oh, it's NFL season's coming up. Well, plenty of opportunities. To yeah, say, fuck Roger, Roger Goodell. Goodell. We not. I'm not rocking with yeah, Roger. Not, he's not by off, the way, he's not off the radar. For the record, shout out Adam Silver though. Anyway, um, NFL talk brings on Cowboys talk. 
because they're the Cowboys and they're mm-hmm. always in the news. Of course. And speaking of being in the news, Zeke Elliott has been all over the news. Yeah, rough, rough for a couple of days here for Zeke. Rough few months here for Zeke, <laughs> which, which we'll talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with it 100%. Zeke. Young superstar running back, man. Like, let's give him his due, though, right? Young superstar running back. Led the league in rushing last year. Uh, it was the second in the league in all-purpose yards behind David Johnson, I want to say. Yep. Um, yeah, phenomenal, electrifying young Talent. player. Let's just crop top legend. But if yeah. you but if you listen to last week's episode, Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard is on his way. Jordan so, Howard's right there. Yeah, right, right go heels. check that last week's yeah. episode out if you didn't hear that. Because Jordan <laughs> Howard might be in Zeke Elliott ass this year. You yep. feel me? Yep. Shout out the Bears. Jordan Howard. Let's go. Bears. So, Zeke Elliott's been in the news for the wrong reasons. Yep. And to give it a little context, I don't because I know I didn't know I didn't I didn't know too too much about his initial incident. Right. So back in 2016, kind of the first run-in with the law you could say that Zeke Elliott's had was in 2016, it came out that a, a female, his girlfriend maybe at the time, I'm not sure if it was his girlfriend or not. So she described, he described her as a friend with benefits. She described herself as, herself as his ex-girlfriend who was okay. living with him still. Living with him. Had been living with him for three months. Okay. At that's, that time. that's his lady. He can that's say whatever he wants, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's so, like Mello. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get out of here. So <laughs> Lala's married. I'm yeah, not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clyde Mello. And dude, Mello been kind of we won't even get into that. You don't watch Powers. So I wish you watched Powers. I do I started. All right. I started. I'm only on season one, though. All right. So when you get through it, we're going to have a mellow conversation about how mellow feels about power. Everybody that watches power knows exactly what I'm talking about if you saw last week's episode. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just just finishing season one of power right now. You got some time. Yeah. I got plenty of time. It's it's, it's tough, though, right? It's pretty good, bro. Yo, (laughs) you know what I'll say this about about power, bro? The hardest intro to a song or to a show (laughs) ever, bro. I come from a real big town. I'm just from the, the poorest poor side. side. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 50, the, yeah, 50, 50 definitely uh, laced them with that one. 50 bodied that. <laughs> so, because, dude, every show you ever watch, you skip the intro. Yeah. My G. You watch it every I, single every time. Every episode, I've watched the whole intro the whole way. And I've watched every single episode. We never skip through the intro. Yeah, dude. And the visuals are hard. Yeah, yeah that whole intro white. is hard. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That uh, Shout out Power for the intro. Shout out 50. Yeah. Um, so back to, get, to Zeke, Elliot. Back to Zeke, though. <laughs> <laughs> so... In in July 2016, it comes out that the girl that he was living with or his girlfriend, she she accused him of assaulting her. Him and uh, she accused him of assaulting her in a parked car, um, hitting her several times over a given week period. Yeah, like a five days of hell. Five days of hell type thing. Right. And then in Ju- so then that was July 2016. And then she brought up another incident. She went back months. And said in February 2016, prior to the draft, prior to the that that it was some some other stuff. Like he had been assaulting her for a while now, basically is what he was saying. Yeah, she said that uh, he choked her, attempted to hit her in the face, threw her against doors and onto a bed, and refused to let her leave his apartment on multiple occasions. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) these are serious accusations. Very. Um. So then, so that kind of gets swept under the rug, right? Like I, you didn't really you hear about it, but not like a yet. little bit. Like it's one of those classic things. If you're scoring touchdowns and you on the Cowboys and you running for 140 in a week, right? 
no one's really bringing that up. But like, it was pending the yeah. whole season. And I, I also think the NFL went to some news organizations like, "Yo, calm down, this terrible coverage Could be. on our players because we we got problems." Jerry made a call. Could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, might have made a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> University of Arkansas on yeah, the Cowboys. One yeah. call. <laughs> you want box seats? See right. Toby Keith? Yeah. Hey, yeah. You want some box seats? Yeah, I'll ask, take care of you. That's that story. Come down to Arlington. Yep. Um, so so that's the that's the first incident. You know, a lot of, a lot, a lot could be true, a lot could be false, whatever, right. right? So then the next incident, I want you to tell the next incident, because I, I I just learned about this recently as well with him on the balcony. Oh wow. So I yeah, I just heard about this actually today when I'm reading about this story. Yeah. So Apparently Zeke Elliott went to Boston for the for, for, for St. Paddy's Day. Which, yeah, why dude, not? great yeah, move. You got money, good move. Why great not? Move. Have a good time, man. Live your <laughs> life. Rumble, young man, rumble, right? Yeah. So he goes out to Boston, and I guess he's up on a balcony. You know, like it's one of those situations where there's a balcony, there's a crowd of people down low. I don't know if it was during the parade. You couldn't really see the video. It's kind of grainy, but he's like on a float. I can't tell exactly where he is, but he's up top. People are down low filming him. Now, he knows he's Zeke Elliott. Everybody down there knows he's Zeke Elliott. He's a very, like distinct looking dude you know yeah. what i mean like huge head just looks like zeke elliott right so he knows the cameras are on him right and he's having a good time man the whole thing's going on and he looks over to the right and there's a chick next to him and he just takes his hand and pulls her shirt down and just exposes everything right Pull, pulls the titty, pulls the titty out. out the titty is out <laughs> you know this wasn't a janet jackson situation where it was covered up like the titty was fully out right and obviously the cameras are there and i guess he tried to do it a second time and she knocked his hand away. Okay. But like she's laughing, like, you know, she I mean, we're not we're not saying that's okay, but I'm saying she's right. laughing about it. It wasn't like anything bad. But this is just in the reckless, middle though. of him waiting for to hear the outcomes of these situations as far as the domestic violence and the abuse and all that stuff goes. So it's, it's just kind of like it's a it's bad not, look. You know where you are, bro. Like, and you know who you are, and you know that the cameras are on you right now, right? Why it's not why? smart. Right. It's He's not looking down move. at the camera. And it's one of those things too. It's not like the Kevin Hart situation where he didn't know the camera was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, with what you have pending, right? which is kind of like a, when you sexually, or not not sexually, when you physically assault a female, yeah, it's comp- that's probably one of the lowest things you can do Absolutely. down there with, with um, child fondling and all that Sexual type of stuff. Sexual assault, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? So... But it, it's kind of a clear sign that you don't have respect for women when you could do something like that. Right. And then when you go out and you're hanging out, partying on well, the, the balcony. the perception is also that you don't have respect, respect for women. Yeah. And then you go out, you go up to a chick and pull her titties out. Yeah. Out in public where other people can see. Right. It's a disrespectful move. Right. Insinuating that I he doesn't respect. He feels I can, like I can, he can have his way with any woman. You know? I could yeah. care less. I don't I respect women. Type exactly. of thing. That's yeah. how it comes off. Right. That's what it looks like. Right. Regardless of if that's if that's what if that's what it if is. you respect them or right. not. That's what it's it looks all about like. perception. Perception. Perception is reality. Especially when you have something pending like you do, Sex, like assault, like assault. Yeah. Exactly. So he does that. Then recently, I don't know the time frame, but it was recent. He gets caught doing a hundred and a seventy, which happens. Which happens. Yeah, I get that. I feel like almost. Yeah, I mean, you, you buy I a hate that guy. story. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I really hate that story too. Because if you buy a Ferrari, you're gonna drive it. And, I don't know what he was driving, but if you buy a Ferrari, you're gonna drive. And because I, mean? I could go out to the Dan Ryan right now and clock everybody going 90, 95. Yeah. I've, I've hit a hundred in the Ultima. Right. Like yeah. I don't. I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to hear about like that happens to. A, it happens a lot, to a lot everybody. of people. Anybody on the open road has gotten that ticket before. So right, it's like all right, he's going a hundred. Like that doesn't even bother me at all. Right. right? But instead, again, it's, it's, it's the optics. It's the optics. It's like, hey, this dude has all this other shit going on. Does he care? 
Or is he still living life invincible? Because yeah. all you see when you hear that story is you just picture Zeke Elliott just flying down the street at 100 not giving a fuck, right? Well, dude, remove the assault piece. Yeah. When you go up to a girl and pull her titties out on a balcony, you feel like you don't really have to abide by the rules. Right. You jump on your whip, you go 100 you on the 70. You don't have to abide by the rules. I don't have to abide by You're the rules. You're larger than life. I'm Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's what, that's the that's perception. That's what it is. Exactly. So, like, even though that's going 100 in the 70s, nothing. Yeah. By themselves, isolated incidents. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, the titty is bad, but, like, as isolated, it's like he pulled out the titty. Like, he shouldn't have pulled out the titty, but... He's never pulled out a titty before, so right. it's okay. You know what I'm saying? But when you put all that together, it's just like, yeah, now, now it's starting we're to compound a, a little bit. It's a pattern. Yeah. Right. It's a pattern of immaturity. So then the last piece is he gets caught at a Dallas nightclub, allegedly. Sunday nightclub. Sunday. He's at the club on a Sunday night yeah. clutch in Dallas and allegedly clears out somebody. Yeah. Leaves him in a pool of blood. And they got to carry the dude that he hit it, out of the if spot. If you saw the video and if he did hit this dude, yeah, it was no alleged. I mean, he, yeah, that dude was. Is done. Night, night. He night, gone. Night. <laughs> it's over with. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go to TMZ. They got the video. Check that out. Like, that dude was done. But now, I got a story. So, I got a boy. I'm not going to name no names because I don't want to, you know, this is, he was, he's, he was just talking. We talking right. in, like, because we homies. He lived in Dallas, and he was out one night at the club, one spot. And at, at the same spot he's at, Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott walk in. And they got a table, and, you know, they're doing the, whole, it, yeah. they're doing the whole thing. They're right, chilling. Right. And from my understanding, from what my boy told me, it was like a Friday or Saturday night. Like, they played the next day. Right. Or like it was the weekend. Yeah. And... So, you know, I mean, it's the weekend. You got a game coming up. You're not supposed to be out at the club. You're, no, just not, you're not supposed to do not. it, whatever. Go club Sunday night. Right. Go, go Sunday night. Sunday right. night, yeah. Or Monday night, yeah. So, my boy says that D, uh, Zeke and Dak are in there chilling. And he's, he's by them. He, his group of people are by their table. Right. And he said there's females everywhere, which is to be expected. Of course. There's bottles coming, which is to be expected. Of whatever. My boy says he's kind of looking at him because, I mean, you know, everybody's looking at him. Everybody yeah, in the whole Zeke club is looking Dak. at him. Like, Zeke okay, and Dak. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, it was midseason. They're like right. nine and one. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, everyone's looking at him. Putting up numbers. Yeah. So, he's like, man, Dak was in there chilling. He's like, Dak had like a – well, he's the quarterback, right? Right. And I think Dak's got a solid, solid head on his shoulder. Yeah, you see Dak. Yeah, he's Hanging he's out with his mom. Right, he's down yeah. in Mississippi State and doing right, all that right, stuff, yeah. right? So he said Dak was chilling, drinking. A, he, had, he, said, he, he said he saw him drinking a little champagne, but like real low key, nothing doing, nothing That's crazy. my boy. He said Zeke is in there wiling, wiling out. Wiling out. Ripping shots. They're pouring, they're pouring liquor down pouring his throat, bottle, down out the throat. bottle. Yeah, like just, just Zeke doing the whole partying. nine yards, yeah. So I guess what I'm getting at is that Zeke gets down, seems yeah. like to me. Right. So at the Sunday night at the spot, he's chilling. And this also goes down to the Johnny Manziel thing. It's like, right. where are your homies at? Right. If a dude steps to you with any type any of noise. Any type of smoke. Your boys need yeah. to be taken care right. of Take all that out. So yes, yes. All of it. Yes. Like, you shouldn't be even coming close and, to And I'll hit somebody. you up for the legal fees in the morning. I mean, gee, regardless. Yeah, yeah. you should. That should never, that should ever, ever come it to the case. Happen. No. Like, all that Johnny Manziel shit? Yeah. My gee, where oh, are His guys were right there with him. Where are your homies yeah, at, bro? Yeah. How is all this stuff coming out? Yeah. All these pictures, bro. Right. Like, what's going on right. here, bro? Right. So, 
Get I some guess, dudes along for the ride, man. Right. So I guess the question is, what do you do with Zeke? Do you suspend him? Do you sit him down and be like, yo, come on, bro. Like, you got to chill. Does the, who suspend him? The, the Cowboys? Cowboys. I don't, they might do they not wake have, him They up? might not have to worry about that. Because uh, the NFL, all these incidents, I mean, I think if, I think they have in their new policy. If you have a string of incidents like this, they can suspend you under their rules. Now, they might be able to fight it through the union because nothing's been proven yet. But uh, he's, he's going to have a meeting with Mr. Goodell when he gets back, you know, when the league year starts for them. Um, he will have a meeting with Mr. Goodell. I can guarantee you that. Some sort of conversation. He'll also have a meeting with Jerry Jones. The good thing about him, the, the, the one thing that's saving him is that he's in that organization that has had a history of taking troubled players and kind of, you know, harnessing an environment for them where they're able to do well, right? They did the same thing with Des Bryant. Everybody made a big deal about it when they assigned that guy to be with Des Bryant 24 hours out the day, said he couldn't go to the club, said he couldn't be out past a certain time. And if you look at that, man, since that happened, he hasn't had any issues. So with Zeke, man, I think they need to have somebody come in and talk to him, man. And let him know, like, bro, you have an opportunity here to be a special player, but don't throw this shit away based off some dumb shit. Well, what about this? So the police actually today suspended the investigation with with him at the at the spot, hitting dude, cleaning dude out. Yeah. Lack of witnesses. Of course. So like you were saying, you feel like I feel like the phone so the witnesses situation, they now, can't, this might they be can't. where his boys might have had his back. They found out who was there and might have made that phone call. Before the cops could make that phone call to get the information, if you see what I'm saying. Dallas Police Department said they made several attempts to contact the victim through various ways, but at this time have not been able to make contact. Yeah, he got a check. He Zeke, got- con- Zeke contacted him already. Or Zeke <laughs> people contacted him already said, what's the address? Here's the check. Shut your mouth. Right? Disappear. Right. Because the last thing they need to do is press charges. Sorry about that. Because now he's got three different pending cases on him, right? So now that, that's that's a serious issue. I apologize. I apologize. Sorry about that. And if I'm dude on the other line, I'm like, bruh, give me the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. And I need some tickets Because I got the us. other phone in my left hand right now, and I'm talking to you in this one. Don't make me dial that one. And I need Sunday night And I need uh, Sunday Giants. night tickets, yep. <laughs> I need one of them signed crop top joints. I need an Ohio State yeah. joint. I need a Dallas joint. Go ahead, give me Romo's, Romo's one while you at it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. I need yeah. all that. Yeah, I need that. I'm going to need that. Need, I need that. Hold that. that. Hold that down. <laughs> so but for real, I mean, like, that. That it, that's what that sounds like. I mean, what else reason would the dude have not to make that call? Unless he was doing something super foul. For me, I think we got to see what happens. I'm not suspending him yet. We got to see what happens with the assault case. But all this other stuff going 100, getting in, it's a bar fight. Yeah, Bruh, bro, but- you bring him in and you're like, yo, you need to... Yo, disappear, bro. Go to yeah. go get in the gym. Stay out the street. Can, Buy a you nice wanna, house and have parties. You want to drink and have a, and party, yeah. man? Go to the crib, yeah. chill. That's Bring why a lot of athletes don't there. go out to the club, man. You talk to you see a lot of these guys interview. Like I don't go to the club because it's nothing but trouble. It's always something waiting for you at the club because everybody knows who you are, especially when you're Zeke Elliott. Someone's like, "Oh, that's Zeke Elliott, man. Fuck, dude." You know what I mean? There's always a hater there. There's no, always no. a hater who's going to go maybe try to step on your shoes or maybe go try to holler at your girl, which apparently this was over. Someone had, he had an altercation with one of the females in the group. Whatever. It's always um, a chick. There's though. always going to be somebody there, bro. <laughs> like, oh, that's Zeke. Like, I'll take his chick right now. And the next thing you know, yeah. you lay it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with, a, with a check. Oh, with Zeke? A, with I'll a, pull Zeke with chick a check right in now, your shirt boy. pocket. Like, don't talk. talking about yeah, Zeke, exactly. bum ass. Right. Know you know that. how that goes, bro. There's always a hater um, everywhere you go. So, yeah, you just... So you suspend I wouldn't him? be up in the club. I no. don't know if I suspend him, but I sit his ass down. Have a little conversation? Oh, no, more than a conversation. Put him on the Des Bryant plan. 
Somebody, I'm, if I'm you need the, somebody following them somebody around. Somebody hanging out, man. And it's not that the player these these teams, and I'm against the teams like owning the players and being like that. But like again, the Cowboys have shown going back to Michael Irvin, Nate Newton, all those dudes, man. They had all those dudes on the roster, and they all fucked up afterwards. But while they were there, they they were able to keep those dudes ready for Sunday, right? They, they did it with Dez, man. You know, Dez has been a, a good player. He hasn't had any incidents, right, in the last few, other than his on field shit. But none of that off the field stuff that they were talking about. Um, yeah, man. You're paying yeah, this man yeah, a lot of money. Give him a bodyguard. Give him a bodyguard. Hey. Zeke. Hey. Yeah. You, you here? Yep. Yep. This, Tommy is, big, this, this, this is Big Tony. He's your new best fucking friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Zeke. Zeke. Practice What's time. Up? Breakfast. Yeah, everything. Hey, Zeke. <laughs> Brush your teeth. Hey, we're not going to the club that on Sunday. That chick's got to leave, Zeke. Yeah, it's time, time to go to time practice. Time to go. Excuse me, honey. All right, here you go. You know what I mean? Like that, and but like at the same time, bro, Zeke's gonna look back at that when he signs that next contract and probably thank them, man, because he's a at the end of the day, no matter how good he is, he's a running back. True. He's a running back. Borrowed time. Bro, borrowed time. Four or five years, unless you are special, right? So if you want to get that money, you want to see that second contract, because there's always another running back to take your place. Right, Jason Garrett, Dak Prescott, come down and be like, "Yo, bro, we need yeah. you this year. We yeah. need you to and, be keep." And if Dak's his guy, like Dak needs to tell him, like, keep "Bro, line, bro, yeah. I'm not going. I'm for not this going shit. for this bullshit. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. Trying here. to win a Super Bowl, man. You, you, this is a window that we have right now. Yeah, we not don't don't do no. Dumb Jason shit Witten's to still up. on the roster, right? Get a That's guy like it. Jason Witten. I've been in this league 13 years, made a lot of fucking money. Um, you need to sit down and calm down. And I guess apparently all throughout last year, these meetings were happening where coaches. Players, uh, veteran players had like talked to him and kind of tried to keep him under wraps. So there's probably, if this much gets out, there's 20 more things that we haven't heard about that they know about. So um, I'd imagine that Jerry already has that plan as soon as Dak comes back into, uh, not Dak, excuse me, as soon as Zeke comes back into Arlington, it's going to sit him down and say, this is what yeah. it is. Hey, man, Zeke, chill, bro. Chill. Just, hey, just score touchdowns, chill. make money, man. Keep just cropping chill. the tops, man. Take it easy, bro. You can have a party at the crib. Stay out the club on Sunday. All right, man. It's a, long, it's, a, it's a tough. This is a tough segment for me, man. Cue up the funeral music, man. Uh, this big one, time. This, this one really hurts, man. I know it hurts you. It hurts me. It hurts all the Mike Vick fans out there, man. For anybody that doesn't know, I and I think Sean, you do too. We hold a special place in our heart for the black quarterback. You know, I, I go as far as where I have my black quarterback club. We got the presidents, the vice presidents. <laughs> we got card carrying members, and we got candidates. You know, we'll get into that more as the NFL season comes on. That's gonna be one of the previews I'll run, but. Uh, for a long time, man, a staple in the black quarterback club was my man, Mike Vick, man. Oh, the face. The face. The, the, uh, the, he couldn't be president because of the prison sentence, but, you know, he was up there. Um, yeah, man, and uh, I love Mike Vick, man. I mean, always, you know, I was just one of the most fascinating athletes ever. Um, I, so, never, I never thought I would say this. I, yeah. Michael Vick is the cornball corn of the day. of the day. I never thought I would utter those words. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just, just to kind of go over what happened, man. So, obviously, the, everybody knows about the Kaepernick situation. Kaepernick is still without a job in the NFL. Um, I, for one, think he should have a job. I know you looked at some numbers. You're, you're kind of on the fence about it, right? Or I mean, I think he should have a job. I think he's better than a lot of quarterbacks. Right. Is he one of the job. best 64 quarterbacks in the league? Absolutely, right? Is he better? Is he good enough to be a backup in the NFL? Absolutely, right? So, whatever you might think about that, um, Kaepernick was on Whitlock's show. Whitlock, a, a, a perpetual cornball of all cornballness and just one of the worst human beings on earth. Um, another one of those old black dudes who thinks he can speak for young black fuck dude. Anyways. That's exactly right. Yeah, hit, 100%, you hit that right? On the head. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So Whitlock asked him, he said, hey, you know, Mike Vick, uh, you know, when you you had an issue with an image problem where you kind of had to get a mentor like Tony Dungy to kind of wrap his arm around you and take you around the league and say, hey, this guy is serious. You know, he just needs to get back in the league. And, you know, Whitlock said, I feel like Mike Vick needs something like that, which is a whole separate issue because that's pretty much Whitlock comparing Vick's image issue to Kaepernick's image, quote unquote, issue, which are two completely different things. Mike Vick was a felon, committed a crime, went to jail, right? Colin Kaepernick took a stand for something that he believes in and he was sick of getting people getting shot down in the street. He did not commit a crime. He spoke out, right? So yeah. Whitlock, first of all, just feeding in that narrative is bullshit. So he asked Vic about it. So you got, you got something to Yeah, no, I was just going to say, just to give a little context, Vic is on Jason Whitlock's television show yeah. and Colin Kaepernick is brought up, is brought up and yeah. Whitlock asks you know, Vic what he thinks about it, what, what Colin should right. do to kind of and prefaced it with the whole Tony Dungy thing. And if anybody remembers, Vic had Tony Dungy around. Dungy was like, yeah, he's a good guy. He's back, whatever. Um, at that point, <laughs> Vic says this. He says, what, what can Kaepernick do? What do you think? Vic says this. And I quote, the first thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. Listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct. But even if he puts cornrows in it, I don't think he should represent himself in that way in terms of just a hairstyle. Just go clean cut. Why not? You're already dealing with a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. What he needs to do is just try to be presentable. Wow. 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 That's everything that's wrong with America everything right now. Everything that's wrong with everything that's going on, everything that's wrong with the mentality that some people have, everything that's, I mean, everything presentable because he has an a afro. Because he has a natural. A he's, natural that's not presentable. afro. And he's a football player. Regard, that doesn't, make, that yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just anyway. saying, like, right. it, it, be presentable. What does that mean, right? What is unpresentable about Colin Kaepernick? And again, what does that mean? He can't speak his mind. He can't have an afro because that's militant. Is that scare people, right? Who who is he not presentable to? Who is he scaring, right? Who is not giving him a job because he has an afro, right? Which which is probably happening. But I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, who who. That's no reason not to give anyone an opportunity to do anything because right. he hasn't he has an afro. And who is Mike Vick to say some shit like that? Like that's just crazy, man. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, is doing the right thing. He's speaking his mind about an injustice that he sees. Yeah. And you, Mike Vick, are telling him pretty much to stay in his lane, cut your hair, and show up to work the way they want you to. Exactly right is what he's and saying. And speak the way they want you to. And care about the issues they want you to care about, which is if you care about anything outside of football. You shut up. You cut your hair and you stand in line. Fuck out of here, It's man. the same narrative of, you know, if you don't say anything, you're just as bad as the people that are doing something. Yeah. So we finally get someone that's of stature, like Colin Kaepernick, right. speaking his mind. And willing to put it all on the line. His whole career, his which whole he's career. done. Everything on the line. Everything he's worked for, assuming, of the last 26 years of his life, right? No doubt. He comes out, speaks his mind, which is the right thing to do. Right. He's speaking facts. facts. He's trying to get people aware of what's going on. Right. And he's using his platform that he has in his best way that he knows how to, to show that, show right. his feelings through kneeling through the national right. anthem, right. through talking about it. And he's not just talking, people. If you go look, he's giving money he's to giving organizations. Money. He's making the trips. He's in the he's hood. Making yeah, he's the all trips. over the place. He's talking to people about certain things. Right. How can he help? How can he help sorting? 
communities, right. organizations, right. everything. He's doing the whole thing, right? And some people are like, oh, he didn't vote, so I can never fuck with Kaepernick. Come on. Yeah. He, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to hear that either. I don't want to hear that. Your time, your money, he's, it's going to what? He, he's walking the walk. He's walking the walk. So He's not just putting up an Instagram photo. Exactly. For Vic to come out and say what he said, I was shocked. 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 I was floored. Now, what? Now, I'm shocked. I don't agree with what he said. I think that's everything that's wrong with America. Exactly what he said right there. Like, people named Antoine and Jermichael not getting interviews because people are seeing their resume and right. scanning right over it because, like, I don't want. I don't want to hire that. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Is everything that's wrong with America? I think where. Vic was coming from is that when he was having a hard time, people were in his ear like, hey, man. You need to be, be presentable. You need to be really clean cut. Right. You need to be really reserved. You right. need to be low key if you want to get back in the league and and be accepted again. Which and you I should think, do when you come out of jail. Yes. When you're when you're trying to go back into the corporate world, which, which the NFL, more or less. Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was he was kind of. Vic needed an image reboot. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. He's coming out of jail. He needs an image reboot. And what you do when you need an image reboot is you you, you go to charities and you throw on a button up and <laughs> yeah. you get, you have, yeah. you're very clean yeah. cut. You talk guy. to the kids, yeah. Talk to the kids and stuff, right. right? So that's where that was coming from, from Vic. But it's still everything what's wrong with America. You shouldn't have to, to, to go through things like that for people to, to accept you again for mistakes that you've made in your past. And 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 on top of that, Collins not hasn't even made. He hasn't made a mistake. That's the difference, man. That's the difference. And 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 that's why it's like Whitlock, Whitlock phrasing it that way, asking Vic a question like that. Like the whole situation was just was just fucked up. Um, Whitlock is a, is a strong is anti Kaepernick. I mean, he's been against Kaepernick since the whole beginning of the thing. So to even have him talk about it, we should discredit it from the beginning. But again, man, for for what reason does Kaepernick need to clean up an image? What has he done wrong? Because he kneeled during the national anthem, he's done because nothing. he exercised his American right to protest. All these people, America, 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 free speech, free speech, free speech. They love all that free speech shit until you're speaking what they don't want to hear. Good right? point. Yeah, everybody loves all that shit. Oh, we want to protest and we want to do this and that and the third and all that. But let somebody stand up and say, "Hey, look, this isn't right." Right? This shit isn't right. This shit's on video, and these people are still walking away. Right? These people aren't doing anything wrong, and they're still getting gunned down in the street. I have a problem with that, right? Because he's a black man, so he feels that way, right? You know, it might not happen to him, but he he, he feels that. And for Vic to just be in like, it's just, yeah, man, this, the dumping on Kaepernick for this shit is just crazy to me. If you ever feel like you can't be yourself or kind of be the person you are and that, that jeopardizes your job, that's kind of, that's alarming, especially right. if we're talking about a haircut. A haircut. Or something like that. Yeah. Or that, protesting people getting killed in the street. Exactly. That um that's alarming and that's that's what's wrong with everything in America right now today. I just can't believe that, yeah, man. I mean it was just like the uh you know, and there's other there's other words I could use, I'm not gonna use them right now, but just that, what he did and what he said, man, it's just it's is 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 wrong, man. And we can't say that to each other if we're gonna try to make this progress that we need to make. We can't say, hey, man, you can you can protest, but do it this way. That be narrative needs to be yeah. completely destroyed. It needs to be destroyed, taken down, man. Absolutely. And, yeah. Same with the narrative of when he kneels down the national anthem, he's disrespecting veterans. That man spent his time with veterans. He, he, he came out many a times and says, I have nothing wrong against our military. I, I'm fully in support of that. He's And and 
time after time they asked him what he was doing and he explained it. Right. He explained it Why time and time so again. Why damn time? And like they like. Even if they asked him a hundred times, yeah. he explained it every time eloquently. Yeah. If you go back and listen, yeah. every single time, and that's not nothing to do with veterans or anything like that. He yeah. explained why he was doing right. it. So, Mike Vick, I never thought I would say it, man. I was very disappointed. Um, cornball of the day, Mike Vick. Cornball of the day, man, and, and, and you're out of the club, bro. Come out and apologize. Come out. He got to come out with another statement and say something to to follow that up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Michael right. Vick, cornball of the day, man. Yeah. People do not play into that narrative. That's Don't not the way to go. Yourself, speak up for yourself, man. You got to have a voice out here. No doubt. Hey, man. That's no catch up, Chicago. Seven twenty. What's today's date? Something like that. Today's the nineteenth. Nineteenth. Seven nineteenth. No catch up, Chicago. For Chicago by Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little, here with Nick the Quick. We'll see y'all next time. Listen up. <laughs>